Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing Murder in the Afternoon, which is episode three from season two and originally aired on the 13th of October, 1985. Our writers for this episode are Paul Savage and Paul W. Cooper. So Paul Savage wrote the teleplay. Paul W. Cooper wrote the story. Paul Savage has written a total of eight episodes, seven teleplays, one story. And Paul W. Cooper's written two. None of those others have we seen yet. So we have no experience of these two before. And um, well, there you go. Coming in fresh. Okay, so... (laughs) Jessica, in Murder in the Afternoon, Jessica finds herself in the wonderful world of soap operas. Her niece, Nita Cochran, played by Alice Kriege. Kriege? Kriege. I know. I never know how to pronounce it. Because uh, <laughs> she has a role on a soap opera whose name I can't remember, but I did write it down. We'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, the showrunner and the main writer for the soap opera is Joyce Holleran, played by Jessica Walter. Everybody hates her because she's really mean and she's basically trying to kill (laughs) off the entire cast in a a crazy move to get more uh, audience, to get audience numbers up and also to get a fresh young cast in. It's uh, a normal soap opera, it seems like, where there's a lot of relationship drama, but I can't tell if there's like a central storyline. So the other people involved in the soap opera, the other actors are Herbert Upton, uh, who's uh, played by Paul Burke, Todd Worthy, played by Nicholas Hammond, Gord, oh, sorry, Martin Grattop, <laughs> played by Robert Lipton, sorry, and Julian, Julian Tenley, played by Lloyd Nolan, and B.B. Hartman, played by Trisha O'Neill. Julian is a long-standing member of the soap. He's been on it for about 30 years. Also in the mix is the director, Gordon LaMonica, played by Terry Kaiser, as well as Joyce's husband, Larry Holleran, uh, played by William Atherton, who I have no idea why he's normally on set all the time, and her second-in-command writer, Carol Needham, played by Mackenzie Phillips. So Joyce is shot in her apartment in New, I think it's New York, in New York, and which is great for everybody because there were some that wanted to keep their jobs and were going to get killed off and some that wanted to get off the show that were going to be made to stay on. Nita is number one suspect because she was going to be set up to be the Avenger, who's the murderer on the soap opera. So she was going to be taken off the show. And Nita's desperate to support her grandmother, Agnes Cochran, played by Lorene Tuttle. So Lieutenant Antonelli, uh, played by Robert Walden, and Officer Kaplan, played by George Murdoch, are brought in to investigate. And there's a lot of stuff going on. I've already gone on too long. (laughs) Basically what happens is they find out that Julian had thought he had shot Joyce. He'd used a gun from the set that I think would have had blanks in it, but he believed he'd killed her. And, but what actually happened was she was stunned. Larry, her husband comes back in and finds her. Larry, who's having an affair with Bibi and he then shoots and kills her. So Larry actually kills Joyce. Gordon LaMonica had also gotten shot, (laughs) I think by Julian, but now, yeah, okay. Um, But, okay, but he thought he shot her with blanks, but she was injured, so he would have shot her with rubber rubber bullets? Well, but blanks have a force to them, too. It looked like he was quite close, right? I mean, he must have... I mean, he uh, looked like he was like a full room away. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, everybody ends up happy because uh, Joyce is gone and Larry, I guess nobody really liked him that much anyways. Um, and so our fun facts from IMDb, one not as fun as the others, I think, oh, the first one. Yeah. Um, Lloyd Nolan, who plays Julian Tenley, died just before this episode aired. So he was pretty unwell, I think Megan was saying last night before the film, during the filming. Um, But this was his, I believe, one of his last things that came out. Um, This is uh, the introduction to Jessica's niece, Nita. We never meet her again, I believe. (laughs) And uh, we don't know which side of the family she falls on, apparently. Um, Another fun fact is Lloyd Nolan and Lorene Tuttle co-starred on the TV show Julia from 1968 to 1970. 
Okay. And the last thing is, in addition to the connection listed in the connections section, the title, which I don't know what that means, the title of this episode can refer to an advertising campaign used by ABC from 1975 to 1985 to promote its line of daytime dramas. So that's what the title comes from, Murder in the Afternoon. Okay. So there we go. Come on, Gordon LaMonica, let's get this thing going. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was telling Susanna this. So I don't know. I ended up in a deep dive on IMDb and there was an actor listed in a movie named LaMonica Garrett. And in my head popped the name Gordon LaMonica. And I was like, <laughs> why do I know this name? Like, why? You know? And then we were watching that episode. I was like, Gordon LaMonica. It's such a great name. Gordon LaMonica. Gordon I, LaMonica. I, did, I did say to Megan, I really, I know I say this sometimes and I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but there, I, this episode particularly, there were a lot of men I'm thinking of Herbert. I'm thinking of the three actors that are on the draw, the soap opera that I think <laughs> look and behave really similarly. And so it was hard for me to distinguish them. And so when they kept saying Gordon LaMonica, I was like, <laughs> which one? <laughs> um, Gordon LaMonica. And like, Gordon he's amazing. <laughs> why is it such a good name? It's just such a good name. But it was, it was really funny. Cause I was like, why, who do I know named Gordon LaMonica? <laughs> Betty Harmonica? Yeah. I was also laughing cause the, the storyline with the Pittsfield Avenger reminded me in the, late 90s early 2000s I was pretty into days of our lives and they had the Salem stalker so it's like you know it's a it's a common soap Who's opera that character from days Marlena which one was Allison Sweeney on Allison Sweeney was on it it is days Sammy okay. she was usually kind of naughty but yeah I was pretty into days like back in in college and then into the, yeah Oh, yeah. I mean, it is. It's funny watching this episode because you do sort of wonder, like we, we I watch a lot of soaps because, you know, you watch them when you get home from sure. school and stuff. But it's like, I wonder if this really has any kind of like cachet now, like if if people would really understand, like younger people, I mean, would really understand what the like, do people watch soaps still? I don't really know. There are some still around. Some have gotten canceled, but I um I don't think that soap operas will be long for this world. Makes me sad. They seem more popular in the UK. Yeah, and I think there's also telenovelas and um Korean dramas. Well, yeah. and where those have the advantage is telenovelas and Korean, especially telenovelas, have an end date. They don't yes. often go on indefinitely, and UK soap operas don't have that repetition. Like, do you remember, Megan, we would watch Days of Our Lives? There was a baby swap storyline that lasted sure. for like two years. <laughs> like, they keep <laughs> mentioning about the baby swap. And it's like, so when are they going to actually like do something about yeah. it? Yeah. Like <laughs> this is the thing about like them revealing who the murderer was. Like they kept trailing it on in the episode forever and ever. And like the uh, Nita was like I don't want to be what, what was it the the burglar the Avenger. Avenger. <laughs> but then I thought she also sort of wanted to be the Avenger she wanted to be a regular cast member but she didn't want to have to be the Avenger the thing with soaps it's like you can be even if she was the Avenger they could keep her around or even if they get killed you can come back as a twin or whatever you know I mean when Jessica Walter was like oh well, like this business is like fast and quick like you need to keep up kind of thing I was like well but soap operas yes but like if you're on the cast you've been vetted so like you would stay on forever and ever like the doctor I mean I guess so although some people can't hack it like I think it's really a lot of work because you're making an hour-long drama five days a week and I think yeah people get burned out. I It's a funny one because I think some actors really like it because it's like you get along with the production team or whatever, mm -hmm. the writers, but others, I think, 
So in a way, you're right, because it's like it's both fast moving and incredibly slow pace in terms of like, the <laughs> moving of the story. So. And like, yeah, to your point, like, there's some people that, that like it because it's consistent. It's the, you know, certain hours and whatnot, but then other people don't. Yeah, and you have to um, memorize a lot of lines. Yeah, yeah. Or read a teleprompter. I mean, read it. but nobody can tell, Ashley. Nobody can nobody tell. Because he had his, was, what did she say he'd had? Was it like a stroke or something? And then he, I don't know. But also they were saying he'd been on the show for 30 years. And at this point, I think Lloyd Nolan was 85, which means he started the show at 55, which seems right. a little late on. Because normally soap operas, they do have like a patriarch matriarch situation yeah you know, that was sure. the quarter mains in, in general hospital and like vicky and dorian and one life to live and um susan lucci and um erica kate well, and, and on Pratt, days they had gra- like grandma horton or whatever and she had been on the show <laughs> yeah. for, but she'd been on the show i mean now i have to look but i think she'd been around for like since the 60s i mean it was a long time well, and I think once you're on, like, actually, some of the British soaps are like that, too. Not so much EastEnders, but Coronation Street, they have, like, an old guard on that show. I feel like in Britain versus the States, like, when you're famous once here, you are famous forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it's just, like, sort of, like, a different vibe in terms of, like, I just feel like the like, people then remember them for much longer Whereas in the States, it's kind of like you've got a much shorter timeline and shorter window. Mm-hmm. Well, and I suppose the the thing with British soaps, I'm thinking particularly Coronation Street, although this can be true of Emmerdale and EastEnders too, is like they're, they're aired in the early evening and these are like very famous, like beloved characters. So mm-hmm. like these Coronation Street characters that have been around a long time, like people love them. I mean, and so mm-hmm. when they, like there's a lot of actors that are on Coronation Street that I feel like dot, pass away while they're still on the show because yeah. they're just still sort of active participants. And people are like obsessed with them because I don't know, they're just like in their homes in the early evening and their grandma loves it. And EastEnders is a little more like, um, dour. They each, the three, there's the three main soap operas here they each have a different personality. Like I would say EastEnders is the kind of grim one, gritty. Coronation Street tends to be the funnier one. And Emmerdale is sort of, it's it's more rural based. So there's a lot more stuff to do with like farming and things like those, like these really funny things. <laughs> and so it's just, it's so interesting how they're different. Cause in the States, it's more like, these are hunky, attractive people and they're yeah. all getting married and they're all princesses and they're yes. all rich. Oh my God, and you're yes. like, <laughs> you remember on days when they had Princess Greta's coronation and like all these people got murdered? Oh my God. Maybe. <laughs> I was but do you so remember <laughs> going back before she was the princess? She was like that mud girl. Oh yeah, she was you swamp girl. girl. She swamp lived girl. in the swamp. Sorry. Okay, I digress. But <laughs> I had a room, I mean a friend, we're still friends, who was really into days. So in college we would watch all the time. But yes, I, so I did, I did, but yes, it, the US soaps, I feel like this captured it with you know, the ladies, you know, the the brown haired lady whose name I can't remember is like, you know, Maybe. she's cheating on her, her husband. And they said some line about like, or oh, her name was Sybil, her character. In the show. Name. Yeah. Well, that was partially the confusion is they all had character names yeah. in addition to the acting. <laughs> like, okay. Also, can that. I just ask something like when the show, when the episode ends, it's like Julian not in trouble for trying to kill two people. This is honestly <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the issue that I had was, yeah. and we got into it a little bit when we watched it. Was okay, so it's just it's just a little too complex. So like her husband, Larry Holleran, like was banking on the fact <laughs> that Julian was going to come in and fake kill her. Yeah, and have no no glennis what i was saying was that the 
Killing of Joyce Holleran by Larry was an opportunistic crime. He saw the guy go in, he saw what happened, and he just used it to then shoot his wife. So I'm not, I don't think he had forward planned that he was going to kill his wife. But how would he not, how would he know that the guy, that Julian shooting her was blanks? Like, was he just I don't think he did. I think when he went in and saw that she was still alive, he just finished the job. He was just watching the entire time. He saw that the man shot her with blanks, ran away, and then was like, oh, she's not dead. I'm going to go in and kill her. Well, I think he... I think he thought she was dead. And then yeah. when he went in and saw her moving, he went and got a gun. Yeah. But again, like, this back to Megan's point. Back to yeah. Megan's point. Julian then gets off scot-free. That's how it seemed, and it just felt a little and wrong. Julian shot two people. Yeah, no, he, he even came after my beloved Gordon LaMonica. <laughs> Gordon <so> LaMonica yeah. got <laughs> shot. But then also, like, if if... If it was just like a murder of convenience, <laughs> he's just hanging out there the entire time when mm-hmm. he's meant to be hooking up with his lady friend. So he had left the apartment and seen the guy go in. Oh, and I okay. think it had in- piqued his interest. And instead of protecting his wife, he went in and watched him watch her get shot. Mm-hmm. I w- can I just say to your point, Glennis, just going back to an episode we watched where somebody, Jessica, was 100% sure she'd killed her husband and she thought she'd killed her husband and then passed out. Mm. And everyone's like, Marion Randall, she's a villain. And Jessica has no compunction about the fact that she accused that woman when she hadn't actually killed her husband. So as much as Julian thinks he's killed Joyce, mm-hmm. Marion thought she'd killed her husband. And yet Julian, it's fine. And Marion... I mean, it wasn't Jessica's fault what happened with Marion, but there was no like apology to be made for any of that. No, but I, and I, I go back to Cabot Cove Confidential where like they rate a score on like how she's able to figure out the murder. There's no possible way that she would have deduced that Julian <laughs> admitted, was like, yeah, this is the gun I shot her with. This is the gun that I killed her with. Wait a minute. How does she tell Larry? Remind me of how she tells Larry that she's got him down, the evidence that she says she has. That there was a burglar a few months prior and that's right burglar this is the thing i'm like i i because i think about them often when i when i look at these episodes now because i'm like there is no way and she literally shows the gun to julian he's like yeah this is what i killed her with like this is the gun For our listeners, um, Glennis's head is currently exploding. Yeah. yeah. She's filled <laughs> with a rage I haven't seen. In a while. Also, I'm going to say something that you could maybe have an edit up. This guy's like not in great shape. And the fact that he's running around, I mean, even on the show, like real life aside, like run, I have this issue with a marble called The Secret of Chimneys, where it's like, I'll just <laughs> this is an eight-year-old marble, so I'm sorry for the spoiler but like and no disrespect to Edward Fox because he's amazing but the character he's playing him is like kind of decrepit and in that he's have run around this whole house killing people <laughs> and, like, I don't and did he put him in the chimneys no what's the secret what's the, the secret house. that the chimneys reveal oh Girl. Is the smoke not coming out of all the chimneys or something no, like that? No, the house Dead is bodies. called Chimneys. Oh. He's covering up a crime he committed years before. What? Either way, it's like, so this guy's been running around New York or, you know, wherever, or LA, just killing people. And I mean, well, I guess he didn't kill anyone. So it's, he's got free and gets to keep acting on the show. Don't you get a, is an attempted murder a thing? it is but it didn't seem like he was uh oh uh oh here we go oh no she's taking a layer off she's overheated herself someone fan her quickly especially when
when like yeah like to make his point there was the other episode where she got it wrong and then so she's implying that the same bullet is used that killed the intruder a few months back and then the cop's like oh no we won't have those records anymore she's like but maybe you do no she says you need to get a confession she this is classic jb stuff of lying about evidence she doesn't have that is that is true we are just resting on her laurels that she is good Wait, and in um, The Error of Her Ways, because I love when they do this in Murder, She Wrote, where someone literally walks into a room and talks about the burglar or whoever they shot the year before. And you're like, is that a great way to introduce yourself? Because <laughs> like, in The Error of Her Ways, hadn't she shot a burglar or they'd shot a burglar? Yes, there was. She had a gun in, that, in the house because they'd shot a bur- I mean... <laughs> What happened to these four burglars? They're yeah. all dead. All <laughs> dead. They're all dead. Maybe they just were like trying to feed their family. Oh, oh my God, Glenn is. Okay. <laughs> we can cut that out. We can cut that out. <laughs> so grim. I'm just saying that these burglars are treated like. Oh yeah, I mean, Glennis, I agree, and I can get my soapbox out, but I don't think now is the time. Thirty-five <laughs> <laughs> <like> citizens. <laughs> Late stage capitalism. <laughs> Late stage capitalism. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this has gone off the rails. <laughs> well, I was going to add something to what you were saying, Megan, which is about Julian's abilities to be able to carry out these murders. And one of the things I was going to say was he sets up an audio scenario for Gordon LaMonica to walk into of a recording he's done of the actor's bullpen that he's then airing in the set of the soap opera. And I feel like we've not been told that Julian has great audio capabilities or something like that, that he could (laughs) set up something that, you know, like elaborate to like entrap Gordon LaMonica into like, scaring him off like changing the right the course of the show do you remember what I'm talking about yeah, the light no. thing and it was confusing to me I guess that like why he was trying to kill Gordon LaMonica I guess I mean he wasn't trying to kill Gordon LaMonica he just wanted to scare him he wanted to scare <laughs> oh, okay. him well that's <laughs> so okay, he's, <laughs> he's not, he shot him in the arm sure yeah. but <laughs> what <laughs> he gets away with all of this yeah i know he's like a thousand and i know in Uh real life like he wasn't feeling very well yes but like right like he but this was his family i mean right he kept saying that yeah, he got like a little slap on the wrist and i mean i don't even think he got in any kind of i think it's because he's like old um, it's a funny, this, I really like the scenario of this episode. Yeah. I like that they're so doing a soap opera. I feel like the niece element is a little unnecessary because the niece is sort of, you know, it's like, it's the classic niece of Jessica thing where it's like, she's, a, she's like a capable young woman and she doesn't want charity and she want you know, and it's like, just take the money to help look after your grandma. <laughs> it's not even for I you. Know. And when I think about this episode, I remember thinking she was a little annoying, but actually rewatching, I didn't really feel that way. And I actually, that actress, Alice Kriegay, or Kriege, I've seen her in other stuff and she's been, she's really good. Well, I didn't realize that what I recognize her from is being the Borg queen that's in Star Trek her, First Contact. Yeah, that's probably her most famous role. If but she's she was her niece, then what is her grandma to Jessica? Yeah, good question. So the what we don't know is if it's, um, it might be Frank's niece or like- That's or what I could, was thinking. But like Frank's- Frank's sister. Huh? No, his his aunt. Yeah, I would oh. imagine it's. Wait, how did that work? No, Frank's sister. So, so was that lady Frank's mom? Anyways, it's not important. But like, surely she could have offered the money to the grandma. Oh, I see. It's like cut the niece out of the conversation. Yeah, like, the niece yeah. Is like I want to do this on my own. But like, or is she just like gone to the nursing home and be like, 
this is money. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. No, it was, it's, it's a little confusing, but I mean, but I liked her and I thought she had amazing hair. Yeah. Her hair, I thought was, I was. Nita's, I loved every one of Nita's outfits as well. Like I, yeah, she looked nice. Great. Even that straw hat. Like I was into it. (laughs) The woman or like a few weeks back, like with the blossom hat, hated it. Nita's hat. Great. Yeah, no, I, she's cute. And vaguely British? Is she British? Uh, no, South she's, African. She's from South, South Africa. African. Okay, because I, I know. got the hint of an accent. Yeah, it is. Yeah, she's. But I, yeah, I, I do like her as an actress. Um, but, and I, and again, like I said, like in the rewatching, I, I didn't find her. You know, she's also like too annoying. I actually kind of liked her. Um, she's in a Midsummer Murders so link. Like, I noticed that, and I thought Megan already knows. Of course, I've seen that one. <laughs> Is it about a chicken? <laughs> Talk about elderly people killing a lot of people. That's what sure. Midsummer Murders is based around. Midsummer Murders never disappoints. I mean, like the the wheel of cheese as a murder weapon is that like, was tough. That's great. <laughs> the pu- the pushing over of the hoarder's stack of newspapers oh, onto the Edward hoarder. Too. You know what? I don't. Uh, I feel like I'm coming in too hard about Edward Fox, but yeah, he in that midsummer. <laughs> sorry, spoiler alerts from a long time ago. So if you haven't watched it, he's uh, also running around killing people, and you're like, this guy is supposed to have not left his house for like 50 years. But he's got a lot of upper body strength to he's, knock over yeah, he, a giant stack of newspapers. That kills his wife. It's a wild. Does he have, a, does he have an at-home gym? <laughs> yeah, he's like in the corner with his little like <laughs> dumbbell. Like, I hope Edward Fox isn't listening because I think he's a great actor, and I'm feeling really bad that I've now come after him twice. <laughs> you go with us? Oh yeah. Okay. We the way you're describing it sounded like he was he's let me look closer up. to you know well well and in terms of coming in too hot i came in too hot on this episode i just had a lot of thoughts no, and i no. found it a little i enjoyed it he's 84 now so in secret of chimneys he was only like 75 but- <laughs> if you're not going to reveal the secret i don't want to continue to no, talk well, about the it secret the is secret is- he killed the chimneys are just like killed his wife like <laughs> Whispering chimneys. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a classic murder TV show theme. Is like they're gonna like like break ground on the old like barn, <laughs> and then someone starts yeah. killing people to cover up the fact they buried a body there. Even yeah. Death in Paradise has an episode like oh, that. Oh yeah, that's a that's actually I was with the Faith Healer. There, like that's yeah. a great episode. But how many chimneys? <laughs> the house is just called chimneys but you're right i do think it has a lot of chimneys i don't understand is there a man called chimneys okay guys no. guys <laughs> steer us back glenn has <laughs> got us into a weird space <laughs> I know, I know. i'm sorry i'm sorry i i was in a weird space before i entered this space and then i brought it with you guys and that's on me it's the last time that you walk this close to our um podcast recording because your endorphins <laughs> were too high for this yeah. <laughs> my, my dog sniffing every tree just got me too amped and Woo. a lot of thoughts okay so here's a question for you so we've got william atherton in this episode yep. who i think is the epitome of a weaselly a-hole right mm-hmm. like he yeah. always plays a jerk and so to cast him like what you were saying about robert desiderio in um, murder of milan was like i mean it's this guy right <laughs> it's gotta yeah, be this like, guy it is because he, he's you know he's like the weaselly assistant to the mayor in ghostbusters and i was gonna say he played a big jerk in ghostbusters yeah so you, my precious bill although Murray. he's in a later um murder she wrote where he's not a bad guy he's not a bad guy he's bad in die hard oh and he played yeah and he plays a, a bit of a pain in the butt in die hard as well yeah he, he does. gets punched in the face in die hard yeah i do him. really like him i find him an entertaining actor um, but yes, he 
he does I mean yeah and like again anyone who kind of walks in and is like yeah I killed a burglar <laughs> shot a burglar <laughs> you're like oh cool weird flex but okay <laughs> it's funny because when you see certain actors come on the scene you know you're likely like the roles that they've played before that they will be you know not a fan favorite in some degree I was thinking of like David Thewlis like you know when you like Love see him, him on yeah, screen yeah. sometimes you're like I'm gonna go either way on this character. I can feel it, you know, just I, like they're so good at a certain role. Yes, and it's like I always think of National Treasure when like Sean Bean is in the first five minutes and they're like BFFs, and then you're like, this isn't gonna go well. You're like TikTok, TikTok, Quincy Bag. <laughs> you've seen Lord of the Rings. You've seen Game of Thrones. You know how this is gonna end for him. Goldeneye. <laughs> Yeah, is this the fourth time that Sean Bean has come up in this? Place? I love it, Sean Bean so come up much. <laughs> but it is to your point, make it that whole thing where he's best friends with the person and then he goes bad. It's like mm-hmm. poor old Sean Bean's like cornered the market on yeah. that character. <laughs> like just like, oh, I wonder if he's gonna switch sides. Like, yeah, like <laughs> as, yeah, I love Golden. I've seen him a million times. Like some might say, it's the greatest Bond. It might be my favorite. J.J. Field. J.J. Field, if he's ever in a film, aside from Austin Land, he is bad. (laughs) In Northanger Abbey, uh, he's not bad. I I love him. I think he's so cute. He is cute. Oh, he He is is cute. But like, isn't he a little Weasley in Northanger Abbey? No, the thing is the dad's like a big creep. And so you think that the son and the other son is kind of bad and so it's like but he as it turns out is the only not bad I think the sister's not bad either but the dad is bad and so I think I you're meant to that think a long time it's great it, it's, it's like one of those characters are like they try to be good guys and they're always assumed bad <laughs> but he's not the love interest is he yeah yeah in Northanger Abbey yeah He's the, you know, who's bad in that one is the guy that plays the like brother's friend that also likes her. But it's like that guy's not, oh God, how do I say this without sounding like a jerk? Like JJ feels like particularly handsome and they cast a guy that's like not equivalently handsome as him. And so you're like, of course, like naturally this girl's going to like the cuter. Do you know what I mean? Like it just felt like a kind of foregone. It's like when they cast. In Pride and Prejudice, when they cast Jane as the less beautiful sister, it's like, no, Jane is the the beautiful sister. Lizzie's meant to be the less beautiful one, but the smart Jane's the one. oldest, right? Yeah. So the yeah. woohoo, the Kira Knightley <laughs> version, I think, did that really well because they had Rosamund Pike as Jane, mm-hmm. and then Kira yeah. Knightley, and that make that's how it's supposed to. Anyways, a lot of opinions. Yeah, about Jane's like the cool oldest. Hot as heck. (laughs) Wait, should we maybe go through the beats? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should. Um, Is that too soon? No, there were, can I say a couple of points before we move Sorry, yeah, I I just. I just want to say a couple of things. Four things. (laughs) No, I'll save one of them for later. Okay. Say five. One. Say (laughs) 25 things. Is okay. one of them okay. how I can get a VPN on my TV to watch Eurovision? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, watch Eurovision. Hot tip. Um, first of all, Todd's head flipping was so a thing of beauty. I don't know how to describe it. Every time he exited a scene, he'd flip his head. Like this Wait, I totally missed that. It's, I might have to do a gif of it because it's one of my favorite things I've ever He's seen. Really uh, He's so upset. He's like, I thought you were on my side. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, will you? I totally missed that. Yeah, it's terrific. There's that. The second thing I wanted to say is that Joyce has what seems to be a teddy bear collection in her office. (laughs) Which never got addressed. I was like, oh, this isn't a woman that I assumed would have owned teddy bears. But she's definitely not cuddly like one. (laughs) <laughs> and then I was gonna say that Herbert in the makeup mirror layering on that foundation oh yeah oh yeah it 
felt like a behind the scenes of the makeup the men do on this show sometimes he's just like he's still doing this and you're like there's like quite a lot Mm-hmm. already there i'm not saying it doesn't look terrific and the blending's not great and you're not beat for the gods but you know there's a time every artist has to put down their brush at some point wait is todd the one that liked mackenzie phillips uh so no well he did mackenzie phillips liked him but right. he, okay. he he turned on her, Megan, when she he didn't did. give him what he wanted. <laughs> Almost instantly, like the second he didn't get what he... Oh, and this is another like common thing in Murder, She Wrote, is someone trying to get out of their contract, like, or... Deal for, or whatever it is. Yeah, the, for TV. The she, movie one. Yeah, yeah the, the movie, movie one. Yeah, they, they do this a lot. And it, it also comes up, in which we haven't done it yet, but murder among friends, which is like one of my favorites. And they always paint the lady bad. I know. The just I thought I was done, but I wasn't because I've seen two more notes that I was gonna say. Sure. First of all, when Nita says I had an awful premonition when seeing someone in my costume go into the building, it's like no kidding that's an insane thing and the fact that you like that's not having an awful premonition that's just like acknowledging that something really weird is happening <laughs> that yeah. you're like that's not right um and also the show's called sorry I, I had written it down it's called our secret lives that was the other yeah I, I hadn't remembered that um okay episode beats here we go thunder weather no secret doors closet hiding I mean, Julian hid under a ladder at one point. <laughs> well, and also, what's his face had to have been hiding to see the yeah. murder? The husband. Oh, yeah, of course. That's but right. Also, Julian. <laughs> I can't. Julian was able to do like a lot of stuff. He was very nimble. He really. <laughs> he was light on his feet. But... <laughs> oh, I can't pitter patter yep oh yeah weren't we gonna add that as a thing i don't think this happened in this episode but like when they do a a shot of like people's feet (laughs) let me let me write this down little feet i gotta write this down (laughs) we'll call it petite feet yeah that's good thank you yeah (laughs) i was also gonna say i think ashley asked for us to do this ages ago so apologies to ashley we should also have a beat of is there a jonathan in this episode yes because there is one yes Yes. coming up in the next episode i felt we almost did have a jonathan we also have two episodes in a row where people are talking about how hungover they are. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I loved Trisha O'Neill being drunk in that bar. So just good. coming over and pestering her. I like her a lot. She's in, actually, she's in the pilot of Murder, She Wrote also. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I like her. She's actually in five episodes. Um, she's the sex worker in... Uh, in the Garden of Eden, Secret of the Garden of Eden, or whatever it's called. Oh, Do you yeah, remember where the she one? inherits oh. the brothel? She pretends to be the sister. Yeah, she inherits. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> that is a good one. Oh yeah, I really like her. But she's, I think she's really good looking. Like, something yeah, about her really is pretty. like she reminded me of Aaron. What's the woman's last name from Happy Days? Oh, Aaron Moran. Moran. Oh, Moran. Yeah. Sorry like of like a sister or like similar but her cheekbones were like stunning yeah and she has that beautiful curly hair as well yeah. it's like yeah, she's really, really nice she's really cute um so we <laughs> ladder hiding poisoning or bludgeoning shooting keeping it simple I mean, there were like four shootings right like julian's just run amok poor old gordon la monica please that, that really bothered me gordon la monica uh, okay just try, i like that you were like oh he was just trying to scare him it's like you <laughs> shot him in the arm <laughs> <laughs> Megan, don't worry. It's fine. Right. He did. He, had, he went to the hospital. <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm thinking, like 
a scare is like you put on a scary mask and jump out from behind a door, not maim somebody. Yeah, or like if you're gonna shoot, like I guess shoot near them, like not to actually shoot them in the arm. Is that like that's more than <laughs> I don't trust his steady hand. I mean, this is, um, so this is a question I have is like, was it a mistake that he shot him in the arm or did he mean to do that? Well, and also brings us back to the original point that Glynis was making, um, the fiery point that Glynis made, which is that <laughs> if, she, yeah, if he shot Joyce, presumably with blanks or with some sort of rubber bullet, he shot Gordon LaMonica, like there was a bullet hole in yeah. Gordon LaMonica's arm. So is that a different gun or different ammo or something than what shot Joyce? Because if Joyce got shot in the stomach, she probably wouldn't have been able to like get back up like she did to then um, get shot by her terrible, well, terrible. And like at that point, he would have known like, oh, they're filled with wrong bullets. I'm going to fill them with right bullets. I don't know. There was a lot. I had questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It's really, really weird. I, I mean, mean, if he had realized that he'd shot her with rubber bullets, would he not have been like, oh no, it didn't actually finish the job. And then, I don't know. I mean, I don't you're know. Right. I've, never, I've never shot anyone, period. But like, <laughs> just to scare them, right, Glennis? <laughs> <laughs> just to beat the I mean, gun right at their, at their ears. <laughs> It is scary, <laughs> right? But it would have the desired effect. Um, yeah, like I just, it is. Just, right. My my issue lies more with the fact that he just gets off, even though he's yeah. done like, quite nothing. Oh, well, and regardless, this is an unhinged person because most right. people wouldn't go around shooting people to get what they want. And when Jessica presents him with the gun, is like, "Is this what you shot her with?" He's like, "Yeah." that's they're the bullets like this is what i use like he's so cavalier about yes. it all yeah that he's yeah. like well, yeah i did that like i think because he knows he's at the end of like his career and yeah. it's like i would have done whatever it took to not be written off the show is what i imagine why he did it well, no, he was the only one. He and Todd were the only two that were planning on being kept around. So he was trying to protect the other actors that were going to get kicked off. Which also feels like a bit of a stretch. I mean, like, why would anyone protect anyone else but themselves? It just also, yeah, like, again, as as you said, it, people don't <laughs> usually go around shooting people to get <laughs> their way but yeah, <laughs> yeah there we are um, we wouldn't okay. have a show if they didn't fair enough you're right ashley you're right yeah. it wouldn't yeah. be an interesting episode it wouldn't have got me all hopped up on yeah. goofballs <laughs> <laughs> so you guys in this one we did have a phone wire cut larry pulls the phone out of the wall i mean yeah. i think that counts yeah. i think it does yeah. too um she shaking now uh window peep i said looking through the audio recording window on the set of the like jessica and gordon la monica yeah. are sat there um fake name id <laughs> no gordon la monica <laughs> gordon la monica how many times <laughs> can we say monica it? to you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the uncle eugene of this episode is gordon <laughs> Oh, the, Gordon LaMonica. <laughs> the crazy thing is Gordon LaMonica is like not a not like a main character. Like he oh is he's like sort of lower down the pecky Gordon. His hair is a main character though. Yeah. Yep. And those aviators. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> um, okay. The fuzz slash cop quirk. Well, we had two cops. We had Kaplan and we had Antonelli. Kaplan was like I guess if you're an older cop at the NYPD, you have to get a funky hat. That's like one of the rules. Yeah. And Antonelli, I I said he was like an annoyed cop. And the second point, I don't know if I should say it because it's kind of rude, but he's wearing very tight khakis. And at one point he's like, he's like bending over shouting at Jessica about something. And I was like, 
there's a real risk there that those khakis are going to be able to handle that kind of movement. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, you never, it's a gamble with any, any pants. Yeah, any khaki. Yeah, any, oh, that's true, any pant. Um, cop chemistry, absolutely not. Uh, businessy business soaps. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love being in the world of soaps. Okay, age ain't nothing but a number. Let's do this quickly. Larry Holleran, 38. Joyce Holleran, 44. And B.B. Hartman was 40. So all about, so, so not that mm-hmm. far off, really. Um, Herbert Upton was 59. Todd Worthy was 35. And uh, Martin was 42. These are the actors on the show. Mackenzie Phillips in this episode was 26. Oh, wow. Um, Nita was 31. So um, there we go. Officer Kaplan was 55. Lieutenant Antonelli was 42. Agnes, Grandma Agnes was 78. Uh, Julian Tenley was 83. And then last but not least, our beloved Gordon LaMonica was 46. (laughs) 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 So we have a wide range. I mean, it's like... You know, I think everybody's just about, I mean, the only thing is like Todd Worthy being 35 and he's going to be like making his, I, these all seem kind of. <laughs> he's like, like a George Clooney of the eighties getting his career <laughs> off yeah. at a later, later. Later stage. stage. Yeah. It's been, you know, I, yeah, I, you know, anyways, so there's that, uh, smooches surprisingly no i really thought being in the soap world there's one point where uh bb when she's in character whispers something in her co-star's ear like that's meant to be sexy yeah um which i feel like that's a real trope of the 80s it's like i'm gonna whisper something sexy to you and it's like but i also want to know what they're saying well because how sexy could it be yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Also, we have another, I just, sorry, I was looking back up on my notes. We have another shirtless moment, a male shirtless moment. It's very brief. I think it's Todd when he's like, he's like changing his shirt at one point. Oh, yes. And he's the sexy one that he's like, I'm not given enough to do yeah. like on the show. I have to be sexy all the time. It's like, okay. Um, Todd, apparently you've never watched a soap opera because that's all anybody is asked to do um familial ties this is jessica's niece we don't know quite what the relationship is eyes closed head shake no um okay fave outfit glennis why don't you start us off with fave outfit um i really loved nita's outfits she had this like the kind of like a purple like prairie dress with like a woven hat and i i really enjoyed that but that just was kind of nice but then she also had this like bright blue dress with like a cinched waist moment um that was good I didn't I didn't actually note down any worse outfits like I just really liked her outfits guys I'm really sorry to interrupt but I just learned something (laughs) the guy that played Gordon LaMonica is Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's yeah. Oh my God, I did write that down. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. right. I did not know that. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but oh. Monica is Weekend at Bernie's? Yes. Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just blown away. Glennis's <laughs> energy has run the entire spectrum of emotion. This is like she's been on a roller coaster. (laughs) I know this has been it's been it's been hard to watch, let's be honest. But it's yeah, it's a funny juxtaposition because my energy is high and then my dog is passed out. Yes, that is you're up, he's down, he's up, you're down. (laughs) Seesaw through life. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Ashley. I just that was important. That was an SOS PSA. <laughs> wow. All right. wow. Ashley, what were your fave outfits? Worst outfit? I liked, I really liked um, what BB Trisha O'Neill wore. And I really mm-hmm. liked the green dress. I think when she's confronting Jessica at the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, yeah, I have a favorite line too, but I'll mention that later. But I, I really liked her. 
character in her dresses. I didn't have a worst outfit. Um, for Gordon LaMonica, I think there was one too many accessories <laughs> at one point between, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Megan, between Tread the lightly. hat, Tread lightly. the members only, the aviators <laughs> and the hair, it felt, it was just a lot of look and I was very warm looking at it. It felt hot. Yes. So. Yes. If he, he was wearing the uniform of a, of a director. That is like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Megan, what do you think? Um, I really liked Nita's blue dress when she was showing, um, I think Glennis mentioned this, uh, Jessica around the set. And I I don't like to say this, but I, um, Jessica Walter wore this kind of a long red and black jacket type thing that I wasn't wild about, but I don't really know if it counts as the least favorite because it, it wasn't that bad. I, I actually liked a lot of Joyce's outfits. I mean, they were quite, like, they were 80s, but in a very, like, stylish way. So she had that kind of lilac, uh, drapey dress at the beginning with the with the yeah. shirt underneath. Um, and I, I also think kind of like that gray dress she had with the block color geometric shapes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked, yeah, BB's navy blue jumpsuit was really nice that was lovely uh worst off it jb wore a paisley wool skirt suit at the beginning that i felt looked a little heavy on her um but it wasn't bad like it looked like it was like well tailored and stuff but anyways um biggest hunk megan gordon Gordon lamont i have to pick him because you know what i'm just gonna let that just let it be yeah Gordon Monica uh Glynis what about you Gordon LaMonica (laughs) (laughs) also Gordon LaMonica and Weekend at Bernie's was only 50 yeah I know that that's rough I feel like I need to rewatch that I want to also yeah Ashley what about you who is your biggest tongue I mean I I was gonna say B.B. Hartman Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I was, yeah, I was going to say BB or Joyce were mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But now I feel like I should say Gordon LaMonica. Okay. (laughs) I feel like Um, Okay. JB Burns. Ashley, why don't you start us off with JB Burns? Um, So I don't have any, well, yeah, no, I don't have any Burns. The one thing that I, the one exchange I wrote down is BB's uh, euphemisms for sleeping with someone where she goes, we were warming the sheets and we're playing an encore this evening. And I was like, <laughs> too sexy. This yeah. is so sexy. So I was like, woo. <laughs> You're like, I don't like I don't. it. <laughs> Give me the heebie-jeebies. Even Jessica was like, mm. no, thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Megan, what about you? I mostly feel like I had burns from Joyce. There's a part mm. where she's telling her husband that if he doesn't answer the call when he's at the club, she says, I may be forced to cut off your allowance. <laughs> you know, it, that, I thought that was kind of funny. And then, yeah. They both have a real giggle about that. Like they both kind of give a smirk like, Joys, come on. And I think she <laughs> says to Todd, I or someone says to Todd, I assume you were saving yourself during the love scene run through. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Glennis, what about you? JB Burns. Um, I didn't have any Jessica Burns, but I had I just wrote down this quote from Larry where he's talking to his wife. Um, and he calls her, he's like, You're my big lady. Ugh. when he's and then he's like basically implying that like she's his meal ticket yeah she's his meal yeah. ticket he, de- he describes her as his meal ticket later yeah but and just yeah. calling her his big lady just didn't, didn't sit that well with me no it's weird I also feel like oh god I don't mean to comment on how people look but it's like there's another episode where Julie Walters is a Walter, sorry, is a biographer and she's married to this like hunky guy that clearly is like her trophy husband. And in this one, it feels a little bit like Larry's kind of meant to be her trophy husband because he like doesn't have a job and he's basically living off her income. 
but that the character is a trophy husband. So it's just like a weird, and he's not like this big beefy eighties dude. He's just like this sort of normal looking guy. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's just, I find that a really funny dynamic. Um, although maybe they're meant to have been together a long time. I don't know. Uh, I was just going to say, I really liked the line that BB says <laughs> when Jessica's leaving the bar and she goes, you and Gordy, well, I guess you have a way about you. (laughs) (laughs) And I liked Jessica's line to Antonelli where she says something like, if you think my niece did it or something like that, then you're, um, then you must be grossly overpaid for taking up valuable space in this office. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, fame guest star, Uh, Megan. That's a great question. Good. And I know we ask this every week, so I probably should have thought of oh Jessica Walter. Yeah. Okay. Uh Glynis? Same. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Jessica Walters is definitely number one, but like, you know, memorable shout out or favorable shout out to William Atherton. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Uh Ashley, what about you? I'm looking now. I don't know. I mean, I wanted to give Mackenzie Phillips a shout out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with William Atherton. Yeah. She wasn't in it that much. Well, um, that was kind of a problem. Yeah. I'm gonna go with uh Jessica Walter. Um uh, okay, Glynis. Glynis's guess. Who'd you guess? Yeah, so I I mean I feel like I should get like half credit here because I guess Julian, which was the doctor on the soap opera. Mm. Um, which I thought was right, and then- I thought it was right too. <laughs> he thought he killed her, and he injured our precious Gordon LaMonica. Um, <laughs> so I feel like you know maybe not a passing grade, but I get fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, so. fave moment overall ranking, Ashley. Hmm. <laughs> Gordon La Monica, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gordon La Monica for my fave moment. <laughs> like every answer is just Gordon yeah. La Monica. Just Gordon La Monica. <laughs> um, I'd say like a seven. Okay. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with a seven. Um, but Gordon La Monica directing actually just made me chuckle. So I mean, I'm gonna go with <laughs> my scenes. <laughs> Megan what about you um I'm gonna go eight and I I do like this episode but it's true the stuff with Julian is pretty dark that yeah. I think I didn't really you know first run throughs wasn't really didn't I didn't clock as much how dark it is but um and I do really like the scene where BB has cornered her at the bar where she's like drunk at the bar that was good uh Glynis what about you um, I, I know that this might be controversial, but like I did actually enjoy this. <laughs> I, <laughs> my issues with this episode. Um I, I'd give it a six. Okay. <laughs> That's like a Glennis 10, you know. Mod- moderately enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like for like how much I flagged it at the beginning of this yeah. conversation. You might have expected to get three or four, but I'd give it a six. Yeah, I like, I get it. It was entertaining. And what was your favorite moment? Oof, God, I don't know. I mean, probably when William Atherton is like come back in and like shooting his wife because just the look on his face, like, oh no, like this has happened. I'm like, I'm, I'm a good guy though, right? right. <laughs> I did like when he was scurrying away at the end when he tried mm-hmm. to scurry away. Um, I, uh, my favorite moment I think is, yeah, the bar scene is really fun. Ooh. Oh, sorry, go on, Glennis. No, I forgot. I wrote down another quote where uh, Larry Holleran is talking to Jessica at the very end. This is probably my favorite scene where he's like, you've got some case of something lady but what you don't have is proof (laughs) and then that's when she pulls out lies yeah well 
when in doubt just lie <laughs> well didn't you murder the burglar or not yeah murder, but shoot right. the burglar she's like we got that on pile and he's like okay it's like uh-oh <laughs> um i probably i'm like ashley like i actually the niece angle isn't always my favorite thing in the world mm-hmm. and um I find the men, apart from Gordon LaMonica, uh, kind of uh, like, the, I feel like the women of this episode are the real superstars. And Julian, too, actually, because he's mm-hmm. a very, like, memorable person in the episode. Um, so, yeah, I'll give it a seven. I, I really like it, but it's not probably one of my top picks. Um, okay, so... Just a couple things before we close out, just to say we had picked this episode because Jessica Walter was in it because mm-hmm. um, she passed away recently. And the other thing is, um, you, I'm sure listeners of our show um, probably also listen to, to Cabot Cove Confidential, which I know we make reference to a lot because <laughs> they're, they're just because they're great and their rating system is really good. But um, they're wrapping up their show in the next couple of weeks, I think. Um, so yeah, if you get a chance and you haven't already, do give them a listen because their show's great. And hopefully the back catalog will be up for a while, but um, but but do give them a listen because they're, and I feel like they always pick out stuff that I never notice about the show. And then I'm like, oh yeah, God, that's right. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> so, it's definitely true. But yeah, no, they're great. So do give them a listen. Um, and, and yeah, and anyways, we hope you'll listen to us again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.